0: We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God.
1: Jeremiah chapter 6. Jeremiah chapter 6. Have you ever really read the book of Jeremiah like it, like just a slow methodical reading? Because it's somewhat scary. It's somewhat like, oh... There's some things in there, and, and we have to remember that the things of the Old Testament uh, are, are types and shadows of the New Testament Church. And so, what you go Jeremiah chapter six? It helps to tell you what chapter, doesn't it? Let's read verse sixteen. Thus saith the Lord: Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Jeremiah contains, the whole book really contains some very uh, harsh accusations and warnings to people that are unfaithful to God. Here's the funny thing about this lesson, because as I was preparing it, you know, I'm going to be talking to the faithful. Um, We're going to be talking about there's some, there's some good stuff in this for the faithful as well. So we're going to talk about the good stuff for the for the faithful. And, you know, I, I believe the words he had here to Israel really are a warning to the modern-day church. We're going to go through some Scripture right, right quick, and you don't have to turn to it. Just I'll just go through it about the warnings that Jeremiah gave to Israel. In chapter 1, verse 16, I will pronounce my judgments among the people because of their wickedness in forsaking me. You know, when you think of wickedness, you think of what? You think of... Uh, you know, bad sins and, uh, you know, doing, doing things, anti, but they just forsook him. And that, God sees that more as wicked than, you know, the sinful nature of man in, in forsaking me in and burning incense to other gods and in worshiping, worshiping, what worshiping, what their hands have made. So, so I kind of look at it for then and now. So, you know, there are those, you can't forsake God if you don't live for him first, right? You can't. So, so he's talking to, the, he's talking to us, burning incense to other gods what what was that about burning burning incense why do they burn burn incense when you look in the old testament you see what they did the bible says that the the incense was a sweetness unto god's nostrils and the new testament says prayer is the incense to god and so now we're talking about praying to other gods reaching out and then and wor- and worshipping uh with what their hands have made you, you know you don't see golden calves and that kind of stuff around here but think about the things that our hands have made that we worship. So, so chapter 2, verse 13. My people have committed two sins. Man, I wish God would say that to me. You've only committed two sins. <laughs> they have forsaken me. So, hurry back to this forsaken. That's a big deal. The spring of living water. and And have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. And so, without just going through, you know, cisterns were important because... You know that was that was the valuable place of water, and water in the in the New Testament baptism is obvious, but water also represents spirit. And so here we have they they they've made their own spirit, which cannot hold spirit. Verse uh, chapter three verse fourteen, return faithless people declares the Lord for I am your husband I will choose you one from one town and two from a clan and bring you to Zion. So this is not so much a warning, but it's a draw. Listen, you know, just, just return, just come back, which is, this is that's how God is in the New Testament. He's constantly drawing. Constantly. So chapter 4, verse 22, <clears throat> he goes from that. My people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil. They know not how to do good. That pretty much describes America. We'll just move on from there. Chapter 5, verses 30 and 31. A horrible and shocking thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy lies. So you think about now, the priests rule by their own authority, and my people love it that way. It's bad enough that they're doing it, but the people love it. But but what will you do in the end It's the question. So you know, when you read these things, it was God speaking to the modern-day church, you know, or his things. And again, <clears throat> we're going to move past this, but a lot of this is, is just, I think, an in, the intended audience here is not only Israel, but it's the church. And, and I think today, here today, rep, you know, you guys represent the heart and mind of people that love God. And so that that's what we're going to talk about. We You know, I probably should have saved this lesson and changed it a little bit for Sunday. So not that people that are here are not after God on Sunday. But anyway, I, you know, I think Jeremiah's writings hold some really good advice about a relationship to have with God. And that's the part. That's why I read verse 16. That's the part I want to talk about. So, you know, day in and day out, we have crossroads. Whether, we think of crossroads as something major in our life, don't we? I came to the crossroads in my life. But every day you have crossroads. What is a crossroad? I have to make a choice. There's a decision. And every day we find those, you know, we need advice, wisdom. Isn't it nice to have somebody that you haven't been down a direction or, you know, to give you wisdom or advice or, hey, I've been down. I did that. Don't do that. I went that way. Bad news. Or, you know what, go that way. That's the way to go. It's great to have that. And so that's really what verse 16 in chapter 6 is about. So let's just take three quick points in that. Let's read it again. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see. So. The first one to stand and look. Let's we're going to talk about three things. Number one, this is stand and look. Then we're going to go a little further down, ask and walk, and then rest or refuse. Refuse is just being unwilling to do something. So, so let's talk about the first the stand and look. I don't know that these signs still exist because I haven't seen them in a long time. But you used to could pull up to a railroad crossing and it would say stop look and listen. I don't, does it I don't I don't think you see the X and railroad crossing. But there used to be a stop looking. That's good advice. Good advice. In the town that I grew up in, we had several railroad track crossings that had no lights and no signs, nothing, just a crossing. Three of friends of mine were all killed at a railroad crossing because they hit broadside in the middle of the night. They were being chased by the police, going about a hundred miles an hour. The police said one hundred twenty-five. So I tell you about a hundred. Broadsided a train, killed them. They found they found the a guy. One of my friend Richards foot in his boot, and that's all they found of him. It was so devastating. That's why stop, look, and listen is important. It's invaluable. Stopping and looking is valuable. You know, our culture has become very hasty, hasn't it? Hurry, 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 everything. little story. There's a gorilla in a zoo. He's holding a Bible in one hand and a book on evolution in the other, and he looks very confused. And so Bob Sanders says, hey, what are you doing? And the gorilla says, well, I'm trying to decide if I'm my brother's keeper, or if I'm my keeper's brother. There's a decision to be made here, and he's trying to decide that. You know, the 20th century, we're in 21st, the 20th century began with horses and hours, and the 20th century ended with Maseratis and microseconds. Think about this a second. Everybody in the early 20th century dealt with horses and hours, minutes, but now it's Maserati, fast, fast vehicles in microseconds. Cars being, I mean, you know, what if somebody from, say, 1910 was here today? They just got put here today. Can you imagine what that must be like? Yeah, you're, you know, all these fast cars on the highways, airplanes, you know. We think this stuff is normalized. An airplanes going across the sky. Desktops, laptops. Yeah, I remember laughing with other guys when they said that you know, one day everybody's going to have a computer in their home. There's no possible way. Well, now we carry them on our hip. They're not in our home. You see, you see movies that are just like 10 years old or something, and then they got these big box computers with the DOS. And like, wow, I that long <laughs> yeah. I remember in the ni- late 1970s, early 80s, they came out uh, – I think it's in Stockholm. It's Sweden. There's a computer there they called they called it Lady Diana. And it was a city block. And it was one computer. One computer. And now we hold more of our phones than they had getting a, you know, the Apollo on the moon. So can you space Buck Rogers was like you remember well, no, you probably don't. I remember reading the comic books. Buck Rogers had a, you know, a Mm -hmm. wristwatch, and he could talk to people on it. He could, you know, it could tell him how his body's functions were. What's that now, Fitbit? Is that what they call it now? That was all spaceships. That was when I was a kid in the early 60s, spaceships. And when Kennedy said, listen, I was six years old when Kennedy said this. Kennedy said, we're going to put a man on the moon before the end of the. We were like, (laughs) who voted for this idiot, you know? Yet sixty nine, like the gorilla, we don't know where. We're, now we don't know where we're coming or going, do we? You know, am, am I my brother's keeper of the Bible, am I am I my keeper's brother? Evolution, we we really don't. So this twenty man, this twenty first century is going to be a ride, y'all. This 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 thing's going to be a ride. If Jesus doesn't come, it's going to be the most frantic part in human history. Fast go 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 uh we've just created this exhaustive existence it's you know we're more exhausted now than the early settlers were that came here we're more exhausted we have created this exhaustive society they worked hard and it wasn't they weren't tired but we've just created everything is exhausting for us yet we're creating everything to be better for us makes no sense 71 percent of americans believe time is going too quickly would you agree time's going too fast but 50% are not willing to slow down. You know it's going too fast, but you're not willing to slow down. That, see, you know, and I, it, What's scary is the church has kind of gotten in that same, you know, and this is a crossroads for us because we, we knew, we, you know, it's hurry, hurry, fast, fast, or, or we can stop and walk. You know, we can stop for a second, just stop. We've got to slow down. You know, to be partners with God, we have to be on His, t- His time schedule. And no, God doesn't have time schedule. His time schedule is for us. But if we're going to be on time schedule, sometimes we need to stop, slow down, and listen. Stop, look, and listen. Ask and walk is... Let me back up again. Maybe I got two. Ask and walk. Man, this is the hardest thing for us to do, man, isn't it? We'd rather be lost in the middle of the woods than ask somebody for directions, <laughs> and I'm very guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have been lost before. Jan and I were lost one time, and she kept, "Well, just pull over and ask him." And I was, <laughs> and we were lost for three hours, and we probably could have asked in ten minutes, and so. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well. yeah. Uh, Adam Clark is a. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Adam Clark. There's comment. He has commentaries like a lot of other people, and this was I found this today. It was very, very interesting. This traveler is going to a particular city. He comes to a place where the road divides into several paths, and he's afraid of going astray. So he stops. Good thing. He's endeavoring to find the right path. He can't make the choice. At last, he sees another traveler. Here's the key. He inquires of the traveler. He gets proper directions. Proceeds on his journey arrives at the desired place he wanted to go and rests after his fatigue. And it's, you know, our souls need that. And that's why here, here in the second part here. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where is the good way. In order for us to find that good way, the best way for us to find it is to look to the old paths. Look to the old paths, the old way, the old faith, the old holiness believe, love, and obey, those things. Finding and following the old past is very foreign to our culture today. Looking to the old ways, we don't do that anymore. Even in the church, everything's old-fashioned. You're an old fogey. He's an old man or an old woman. That's old hat. Everything old has a negative connotation today. Think about it. When in fact, what what the scripture is telling us here is we're if we're wise we will stop and find somebody that's been down the path that's trodden the path. Yeah, if there's a ton, listen, I would much rather learn from somebody else's experience than my own. I've learned the hard way that that's better to listen, but you know we've just that's our, you know our culture today in America is kind, This started back man back in the eighty. Do your own thing, do your own thing. That sounds pretty good. Leave everybody alone and do your own thing. Make your own way, but here, what it crept into the church is make your own gospel. That, that's really what happened. Do your own thing became make up your own gospel because look how many gospels are in the church now. You know, used to, you could pretty much pick out four or five denominations and everything, they had their different gospels, so to speak, but things were kind of connected, and now it's not, it's not that way at all. But even greater, there's more denominations and non-denominations. And everybody is crept in with their diff- these different... But there's a name for it. And the name came up and nobody recognized it. It's the New Age. Remember the New Age movement came out? That's what the New Age was. Everybody do your own thing. That's why they called it the New Age. The New Age mean, meaning that, you know, now we have become enlightened. And so we don't need the old way. We can, And, and what happens is is when you think that way and you don't look, when you have the independence and you don't look to the old way. I'm not saying we have to do things the old way. You know, know, how many of us would be here today if we did like we did in the 1980s in the church we were in here? Probably not. You'd probably go to another church because that was different then. But it doesn't hurt to look back to the old way. It's like looking at the old church. Many of us came from what we call the old church. And, but the sad thing is a lot of people have left the old church and left everything there. There's no way I'd be here today if it hadn't been for the old church. I would not have known the gospel. I would not have known what it means to be born again. And so there's good things. Were there some crazy stuff and some man stuff in the old way? Absolutely. But, you know, g- looking back to the old way is not bad. Uh, if you don't look back to the old way, it dims you. You you, you f- you wind up with no guidance and no wisdom from the old. That's, that's the best way to put it. I mean, it's great that we have older couples here that have been in church a while. Do they look at us sometimes and think, man, oh, man. Sure they do because they tell me. And it's your, if it's your mom and dad, they tell you. Why are you doing it? Why do you sing? Why does he preach? All of those things. Because, but you know what? There, there is, it's good to listen to them. Not everything they did was wrong, and not everything we do is right. And that's what he's, you know. So we stand at a crossroads today, as as the church. Do, you know, do we seek our own way and our own path? We have to move forward. That's not what I'm saying. But we need the old. We need, you know, it's great, like your parents. It's great to have them. I, you know, I talk to them just in a, any. I don't think they realize it, and don't tell them. <laughs> but I talk to them and I I engage them in a question thing because I'm trying to find an answer about something without them feeling like I'm, you know, engaging them in a, and, you know, your parents are very good at just saying it. And, you know, as a pastor, that helps a lot because they've been places I've never been, seen things I've never seen, heard things I've never heard. And so we need that old. Uh, So at this crossroads we're here, the second part of it, you know, are are we listening to the old? Are we it's very important. And lastly, walk or refuse. And again, refuse is just and, and that was the worst thing about the end of this. You know to those of you who are here tonight, you've taken the good way, the ancient path. That's why you're here. You you've you understand the good way comes not just from being you know in the present, but understanding the past. Listening to the old, stopping and listening, stop. But you have, because you've done what you've done, there's a promise that Jesus gave you in Matthew 11. He said, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and and you will find rest for your souls. You know how many Christians today have no rest in their soul? Because many of them think that's when we get to heaven. I'm, 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 boggled it boggles my mind at the people that don't even believe you know i've talked to people all the time well we're going to keep fighting this fight and going through this tribulation and doing this and then we're finally going to get some rest when it's over not realizing that there's an intent of god for us to have rest here today and and that's the last part of this let's read this one more time thus saith the lord stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where's the good way and you notice where the old paths come from right or the good way comes from, right? The good way comes from the old path. It doesn't come from the present. And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. You know, part of having the good is help it helps you find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Yeah. Old fogey, old hat, old news. Yeah. Can they, that's the exact that's why that's what's being done. Here's something we have to understand: What is it available now for the destination we're getting to? That it's also present now in our journey. Well, you know, we we're all busy trying to get to heaven. When the he, there's a heaven here, there, there's a place in God here that God has for us, and we're going to find eternal rest one day, aren't we? I mean, that's the whole, That's what it is. But there's a rest that's applied to the Christian life today if we're looking for it. But here's the sad thing, his statement, but we're just not going to walk in it. Eh, I can tough it out. I can, you ever said that? I can tough this out. Man, I'm just... So we're at that crossroads. Not only as a country, but as the church. And we can walk with God and walk in God or not. Because you're either walking with God or you're, not that's a hard yeah once you make a decision you here and y'all know this when you learn when you decide to walk with God then you become to a new crossroad when you come it's the road to the cross it's that simple and because he took it we don't have to us taking up our cross and following him is not taking up the cross he was on and that's a confusion that people have You know, in the day Jesus was here, a lot of people followed him just because he fed them. A lot of people followed him. They just wanted to see the signs and wonders. They wanted to see the show. But Jesus wouldn't submit to what they felt. Notice that he never submitted to what their feelings were, what they felt, or their curiosities. He didn't put on a show for their curiosities. He didn't heal because he thought he knew. Yeah, okay. Everybody's here; they're curious whether I'm going to do it, so I'm going to put on a show for them. He never did that. Instead, he said, "Take up your cross, follow me." In other words, deny yourself if you want to gain your life, lose it. Those things. So, just as a just as an ending, I, you know, I kind of gloss through this because you're the faithful. You're the <laughs> stand and look, ask and walk. And rest. Don't refuse. Don't don't say eh. You know what? I'm gonna forget. Things happen, and I hear things. I'm gonna remember that the rest of my life. Wait, <laughs> just like Steve that day about the, the conduit. I never now I'm gonna eh. So somebody if somebody does it in church, I'm gonna do am Adam. That's our crossroad today. We're you know as a church, we're at the. We're not at the negative side of what Jeremiah was saying through Jeremiah. We're at the positive side of it. He's given us the out, if you will. Here's what we can do, and here's what, we, what will happen if we do. So, you know, I, I just encourage you to. I've been guilty of looking at the old as the old. But you know what? There's some things in the old church we need to bring back into the church. There are. There's some things. There's some things in the new church we need to get rid of and vice versa well we've done good at getting rid of the old church stuff <laughs> not a real good job of getting rid of some of the stuff we're doing today and we haven't done a good job of taking some of the old stuff and really you know if we just integrate old and new haven't y'all this is no you're do you ever have a world you guys probably don't you're younger you ever had a longing to come to church here one Sunday and just hear old gospel songs? Now, I'm not telling anybody what to do, but have you ever? You know why that is? Because the old gospel songs meant something to us. Yes, they they had a meaning to us. They weren't they didn't make us feel good. They didn't make you know they had meaning. In other words, there's some old gospel songs I don't remember because they they really didn't have the meaning. There's some songs, you know. Uh, yeah, um, Amazing Grace is popular throughout the world. It's because it had a meaning. And there's just some old songs, you know. Some you have a. Is there some new songs you wish we didn't? Yeah, the older we are, the more we are. Even though we're younger, we're older at heart. <laughs> Even though we're younger, we're older at heart. You know, because a lot of the stuff we do today. It's praise stuff, but the thing that bothers me the most is that you can take that very song and plug it into the worldly song, and it, and nobody knows the difference because the words are vague where they'll plug in anywhere, and our worship song should be worshiped to him, nothing vague about it. Uh, and this is no knock on anybody, Don't so please don't. You're smiling. Can you? <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I'll go wait till we we'll get home. I'm going to ask my mom what he really meant. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of music that you can listen to and the beat sounds good. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's trash. Right. But the beat is good. It's the it's the words they put together. And there's vice yeah. Cuz worship is never about the worship is about both music and word, but it's never about the flip side of either, you know, there's there's negative beats and there's negative words, there's positive beats and there's positive words, because, you know, David, he had people that were trained dancers, trained musicians, trained singers, so his deal his as king was, now this is what you're going to say, this is how you're going to play, and this is what you're going to do, now, that was, that we don't, I'm not going to do that here, because obviously I'm not a musician, I mean, can you imagine if I was, t- <laughs> this would be like... What I'm, I am guess what I'm saying today is it's okay for us to go back. <clears throat> we'll probably have the best, best Holy Ghost service we ever had if we had a old song service one time. We probably would. It's Correct. We do.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, talking about Holy Ghost, there's a scripture and I can't place it off the top of my head um, when it was saying, you know, rest. And, you know, the Holy, our rest, that's what the Holy Ghost is. That's our rest. And I forget the reference to it, but, um, but I think that's one of the things we've, uh, of the old that we don't engage in enough. I mean, the Holy Ghost, we don't, we don't walk in it. We don't talk about it. We don't speak it, speak in tongues. Um, It's, when's the last time, you know, somebody's gotten the Holy Ghost in our church? When's the last time you saw people speaking in tongues? And, you know, we don't, and that is our rest. That's our power. And we don't walk in it like we should. I mean, you know, we were, when we went and prayed for my friend and we were talking and, and, you know, Darren said, you know, Peter's shadow. Or Paul and just Peter. Peter. and his shadow you know and, and god jesus said greater things than these you know he's raising people from the dead and we're supposed to do greater things you know he's living in us and we don't we we don't utilize that we don't we don't walk in that power and walk in in, in that and we don't rest in it and you know that's one of the things we've not pulled from the old
1: yeah, you remember those Holy Ghost services, we called them, yeah. and you go home and, and you you were somewhat, not tired, but satisfied is the word. You were satisfied, like, man, God really touched everybody today. Yeah. get up at four the next morning and go yeah. on your day. And you, had to, yeah. you know, it's like, bring it on, I'm ready. We had services that lasted way into the night. And the next mo- morning, when I had to be at work at 6, I was bright, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. 'Cause of the cause you, the Holy Ghost exactly right. The whole, Holy Ghost is your rest. God will honor that. Mm-hmm. If you're there, He you will take care of the rest. The R-E-S-P, you know, the physical rest. Right. Right. Well ne- never that that was that that kind of befuddles me about people. You know, I told someone in the church here recently I we had a discussion this week and I said, Well, listen, you know, I don't understand why you know, you that you don't come on Wednesday, you know, especially in the position you're in. Well, you know, my wife and I feel like Wednesday is really a waste of time. That nobody there that comes on Wednesday actually lives what they are being taught. This is somebody, don't try to guess who it is because I'm not going to tell you who it is. And I told him, I said, listen, well, number one, that's not true. Number one, that's not true. Number two, you should have at least the support of the kingdom and for me, as pastor, at least come support. Even if you don't, just come support. But the problem is, is what we're talking about here, they're all, they're all these people are looking forward and they don't want to see anything backward. They don't want to look back and, I'm not saying we turn around and go backwards, that's not what we're saying, but you know what? I don't look out this Sunday because when we have these discussions, man, God God begins to lay it on me. So, that, that's what this is about. So,
0: Yeah. Now, right. are ready to get out church. Yeah. We're too
1: busy ready yeah. to And that, that starts with me. Well it let's be honest. It starts with all of us. But come, I'm the leader. Yeah, we should come ready for the Holy yeah. Ghost. Yeah. Matter of fact, we should be the person or the persons that has speaking in tongues. Mhm.